All right. <laughs> Welcome back to the Daz Talk Sports Podcast. Smooth start here. McGee, how you doing? I'm doing great. Today is Sunday, November 12th, 2023. 2023. Thanksgiving right around the corner. Can't wait. Can't wait. I did, before I go into the quarterback story, we talked offline last week uh, when we couldn't, sorry to our listeners, we couldn't get a pot out. But uh, the day after, I got a laugh out of Tom on the phone, figured I'd share the day after Halloween went a little too crazy with the candy. <laughs> and at that point, I decided to download a diet cabbage soup recipe. <laughs> and I <laughs> I was eating a uh, carrot, onion, celery, cabbage, canned tomato soup um, for the whole week for lunch as my lunch. Every day it was horrible just to try to thin out some of the bloatedness. I ha- I'm, I must have had 37 pieces of candy on November 1st. Dude, that's like a 1300s peasant meal that you put together. Yeah, like it was that. a peasant. Honestly, dude, I mean, with interest rates going crazy, you're in finance. Um, I- I'm ready for the recession. This meal, it lasted me the whole week. It cost me like $9, okay? <laughs> dude, there's got, there's got to be a correction. It's way too expensive out there. But man, if I have to go to cabbage, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> We're not at cabbage yet, you know. We're not, we're not, we're not cabbage little baby yet. You can't go from private to two eighteen hole golf course to uh, stewed cabbage. To the cabbage stew, yeah, can't can't do it. I wasn't in the vows, as I always used to say growing up. You know, we're both from uh, upper middle class towns uh, and private colleges. I always laughed at the uh, wedding vows at all these weddings for richer or poorer. Oh. Bullshit. Yeah. It's for richer or richer. Okay. Richer, we ain't going down. Okay. We, we better not go down. Oh, man. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's that's my story. Love um, it. Oh, my God. I was anyways, dying. Fucking cabbage soup. <laughs> I'll start with my. my yes. Just give me with the gal- quarterbacks. Galaxy brain quarterback situation. Because I'm sitting here watching the skill level of the quarterbacks. You I'm scrolling down It takes forever to find like two quarterbacks, right? It's like like all these games is like shit versus shit. Oh, hold on, is that me or you? Okay, we're good. That was me. I'm sorry. That was you. That, that was you. Come on. Oh, I apologize. I had some. I had the box scores up, and then freaking ESPN, like we talked about last pod, started auto right? playing the commercial. Right. Anyways, Galaxy bringing the quarterback. I'm watching. There's nobody. Yeah. I'm watching Josh Dobbs. I mean. To his credit, he's playing pretty well. Derek Carr. Derek Carr is kind of considered an average quarterback. That guy can't play. He got benched for Winston. Winston I'm, comes in, throws a couple picks. Even um, so the uh, Texans-Cincinnati game was good. And then Browns-Ravens yep. was a good game. But besides that, Steelers-Packers, you go through every division. I don't think yep. there's the only division with more than two quarterbacks that are passable would probably be the AFC North when you throw in uh, Cleveland. Um, Cleveland is so two and a half, I would say, with Cleveland hit or miss. Yeah, Yeah, it's a half. They're the only one. Every other division, half the teams need a quarterback. Can't. Yeah. Literally, there's a guy that doesn't know how to play quarterback. I mean, the AFC, AFC West, right? You got a couple good quarterbacks in there. AFC East, you got a couple. But yeah. yeah, it's rough out there, dude. And like, then these other teams are not even competitive. It, I mean, it's you have Tommy it's like and Zach Wilson starting games for the largest city in the country, like multiple games. It's not like oh, Cass probably injury. 
and like we need a guy for like a, a spot. It's like we're gonna see three months of these guys. <laughs> like, right. So obviously colleges college football is a different game, which yeah, is clearly totally. not preparing totally. these guys. And then there's less practices, less training camps. My galaxy brain solution, since football is king, why not have a non-contact development, like an eight-week development on ESPN, have Gruden, Manning, Aaron Rodgers, Romo being the quarterback, where it's kind of flag, but it's just quarterback versus a secondary with the receivers. And you wouldn't even have to do, um, let's say you, uh, if you're a starting wide receiver or starting secondary, you're not eligible. It's just yeah. for like those those quarterbacks that haven't gotten reps and like the maybe wide receiver two, wide receiver three, maybe some guys in the practice squad getting yeah. them reps too. And it's all the quarterback non-contact just trying to read the secondary and have some scoring system. I guarantee you that would do better than major a regular season major league baseball or like Timberwolves Jazz. Yeah. I mean. And then that it, way, at least they're seeing secondaries and like getting reads. If you had Gruden and like the Manning brothers calling them, dude, it would be yeah. a ratings bonanza. It's it's it definitely has to do with the prep. Like like there's no other explanation, right? Because you know the technology's gotten better, film study is better. Like everything should make it easier, right? Like they're trying to engineer offense into the NFL, and yet somehow like Zach Wilson can throw for four thousand yards in college. And can't hit like a slant in the NFL. Yeah. Like it's it's like it's all mental. Like there's no way that like he can't physically do it anymore. And and I, I think it's it's definitely like all the all the CBA stuff where like you can't like have the contact like you used to in um in in training camp stuff like that. It's almost it's almost like the reverse where you need the guys to get hit a little bit because you could tell that like they're just not used to it, and then all of a sudden game speed comes on. And they're used to playing seven on seven without a pass rush. And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, piece of cake. And then all of a sudden there's guys coming at them. And, like, the defensive guys have gotten so much bigger and faster. But the offensive line, like, like they can't get much better, right? So you just yeah. have, like, instead of, like, a 230-pound guy coming at you, those guys are now, like, 280, 290, just ripped. Right. I agree. And then right. all the defensive uh, rule changes have – are designed to help the offense and they still we still can't there's only like 10 quarterbacks that are pretty good yeah do you know what i mean yeah. like if you get below the dak prescott range it's look, like look at how many say. like the primetime game just raiders no quarterbacks yeah colts patriots no quarterbacks tech texans Bengals, two quarterbacks saints vikings no quarterbacks packers steelers no quarterbacks yeah. <laughs> titans bucks no quarterbacks. No <laughs> Falcons, Cardinals, no quarterbacks. Like, it's it's really embarrassing. Yeah. And some of these guys from the elite universities, they have such an edge versus, like, the lower-tier schools that they're not yeah. really having – it's like Ken Dorsey at Miami or, like, Matt Leinart at USC. Yeah. The skill players there had such an advantage over their defense. It wasn't that big of a challenge for the quarterback to be like, Oh, my first read is wide open because he's a first round draft pick going up against some psychology major. Yeah. I mean, that, that was always <laughs> the problem. Like the Ohio, the Ohio State guys, it's like, yeah, when they're wide open against Purdue, you can hit them. Right. But then, like, try reading, like, you know, some scheme in the NFL, not going to work out. But they have um, to do something because it's just, 
it's, it's like it's the, not exactly. the gap between the NFL and the and and college is just it's getting bigger, right? Yeah. It's like you basically like, hey, any guy who's good in college, like, great. Well, they're not gonna be good pro. It's like like you just like a. I also think it has to do with all the transfer and NIL stuff, and just culturally, now you used to have guys that were two the the top teams were like two or three, four deep. And guys yep. would stay at those universities competing hard in practice every day. Now, yep. if you get a scholarship to Alabama and you're third string and you're going to sophomore, you're transferring to a mid-major and getting some NIL money and starting. Yeah. So um, I don't know. It's They got to do something. But all is there not a virtual reality like headset that these guys can't wear from like February to July? It, yeah. I mean, you, you'd think that like the mental stuff would be so easy because they can just like cut in you know, film so much faster, right? Like, like better angles, all that good stuff. But yeah, like, like the NIL stuff means that more like the talent, like the offensive talent around the quarterback just goes to a smaller and smaller group, right? So yeah. like, if you're at a top 20 program, you're just throwing to studs like all day long that like, you don't really need to do the like second, third level stuff. But it, like, it's, look, at it's Penn State, look at Penn State. Okay. They are, it's Penn State is the weirdest college football team because they are clearly a step below Ohio State and Michigan. But yet at the same time, they are so above everyone else in that league. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're, they destroy, they were 10 and 0 versus everyone else and then 0 and 2. And that quarterback, he didn't play well against Ohio State or Michigan and he played really well and is a pro prospect versus everyone else. Yeah. How do you evaluate that guy? But and like you know, like like the the kids coming out of high school are definitely better when they get to college. So yeah. there's, there's something going on in like the youth developmental side where they're like, you know, not running the wishbone and then like figuring out how to like throw you know the football when they're like in college. But yeah. there's there's something that's really lacking, like from that to like the next level up. I don't it's, know. It's, I just played like, some real flag football in college. Or something. No, no, no. I, I was just saying it, it just stinks to like turn, turn on a game. And you're just like, I don't even know how to predict this because like these guys are such jackasses. Jackasses. Yeah, like, I didn't even watch the Germany game. After the first drives, I was like, I got some other things to do with my life. <laughs> only only because I had the Colts in the contest. Other than that, like it was not a watchable game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what some of our friends saw going live there, but we'll, we'll leave that off the pot. <laughs> but also back to the quarterback play. Yeah. A, like if you were to ask Manning or Tom Brady, a lot of it I think is pre-snap reads on the coverage. I think Peyton Manning came up the line and kind of had a general idea. I'm going this guy. If he's not open, I'm going this guy. And then I'm throwing it away. Yep. And I mean, he's a Hall of Famer, so it's a hard comparison. But how are – I don't understand how they're getting to the level where you have a quarterback – even the second stringers like Heineke or Dobbs are capable of moving the yeah. football. But you have some of these guys that are throwing for 130 yards. I'm like, <laughs> like, like the, and Goodell's like, literally I'm trying to make it. So everyone throws for 300, like how there's yeah. like a buck 80 on the stat sheet. Like it doesn't, it defies logic, but I think you're and right. Like, like, because like, like the, like these college coaches, they're getting so good that they're doing all those reads for them. Right. Like Lincoln Riley, yeah. don't they basically well, like go up to the flat. line, and then it's like, okay, the coach, like, what do I do? Yeah, and the coach yeah. is like, all right, it's the third read. It's like, okay, yeah, execute, right? Like, like these college guys just like 
just like take all the thinking out of it. It seems maybe on as a theory. And then, and then when they get to the next level, like they can't just like process it on their own. 100%. It's a problem. That's my galaxy brain. That's my galaxy brain idea. Something in the spring development league, NFL sponsored. It would be a ratings bonanza. Get these guys some reps. You can even have it like the NBA summer league, you know? So like the stars aren't eligible. The veterans aren't eligible. Just like the younger guys, non-contact. A developmental league in some capacity, whether it's like a training camp, like you're saying, or like like some kind of like flags. I don't know what I don't know what it is, but like there's got to be somewhere to park guys for like a year to just like learn into the position in some capacity because whatever's going on the last like five years is not working. How could you have Josh Dobbs, who nobody wanted? Like it's I don't even know what number team this is for him, and he comes in. Yeah. And is pretty capable, for, and he's better than and half the less. It's like less yeah. is more. Like he's just going yeah, in and being like, all right, playing like street ball. Yeah, yeah. But at that point, you're playing street ball can get you 200 yards and some movement. How is it? How are these guys so bad where they're not even at that level? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm cruising the box scores right now. It is, it's a sad state of affairs. And anyway. yeah, I'm trying to cruise them. So that was my galaxy brain. What do you want to, uh, a couple things. Well, let's talk about the Ravens Browns. That what, one, I, I totally, I totally kind of tuned it out. I was watching other games. His Ravens were up big, and I was like, ah, oh, I kind of missed that. I wish I had, like, you know, I was, I was circling that game as one of just like a mismatch, and it was kind of playing out, and I just stopped paying attention. And next thing I knew, it was like Browns scoring to type the game at 31 or missed the extra point, or whatever it was. But uh, yeah, yeah, I couldn't believe that comeback. I didn't even see how it happened. Yeah, I didn't really see. I know there was a pick six by the Browns. That's, uh, oh, the that's Browns. it. That cut in on the red zone. Yeah, yeah, that that cut in. You're right. And then, uh, but now the Thursday night game with the Bengals losing. The Thursday night game coming up, I believe, is going to be uh, Bengals Ravens. That's kind of the Bengals season on the line. That was, I, yeah, I thought that that the Bengals were going to take advantage of that, right? Like this was the chance where they had some momentum going. If they got a Ravens loss and a win, they'd be kind of right there. Then a head-to-head matchup. So I, I totally thought like I, I took Bengals today, thinking they'd kind of romp. And uh, and yeah, it was kind of disappointing to see they didn't step up. I mean, they didn't. Their offense didn't do shit for like the first half. Uh, that's that game, Shroud. It's legitimate, not hyperbole, not a uh, get up first take. Is Shroud in the MVP conversation? Well, he, he's a top five quarterback. Not in the just league. rookie of the year. No. Yeah. I mean, every time. I mean, he, he lived the Bucks last week. He's putting up like three fifty every game, and it's not <laughs> fluky stuff, right? Where he's throwing a screen pass, going for seventy five. Like he's he's back there just slinging it. I think I, I'm looking at the text. I think I sent you the text. Was it you? Um, maybe it was one of the group chats about. Yeah, I'm not a test taker. I play football. I love that. Oh, yeah. Quote. yeah. His quote. Didn't get like a, like a two on the Wonderlick. Yeah, like, didn't do too great on the Wonder. He's not a test taker, dude. I mean, NIL, like those guys do not have to go to class. That NIL says you are getting paid to play a sport. You are not paid to go to class. My favorite quote from Blue Chips. Those tests are racially biased. <laughs> Shaq. Shaq. <laughs> Neon. By the way, if you haven't, if you're if you're one of the few listeners and you haven't seen Blue chips, do yourself a oh. favor. College basketball is tipping off. It's so good. 
Yeah, Jack, Penny Hardaway, Nick Nolte. Uh, it was a classic. Al Bundy as the investigative reporter. I don't know his name in real life. No idea what his real name is, but Al Bundy. That's that's right. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know his real name, but phenomenal actor. Oh, so good. Like, let's see what other games you got. Yeah, I mean, I I I got a little cute by betting with the Jags today. Um, thinking that you know the Niners were just kind of struggling a little bit, hadn't really got much going on the offense, um, quarterback situation moving around a little bit. So they've kind of reestablished themselves up at the top um, of the NFC. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of ugly games. Let me, get, let me get your NFC South take with both Atlanta and the Saints losing. Definitely a sub five hundred team winning that division. It's it's such a it's just such like a <laughs> dilemma where I would love if the Bucks just got like a top five pick and just like blew it all up and got a quarterback. But now they're a half game out. They've I think they're they're right there. They own the tiebreaker of the Saints. Eight and nine probably eight and nine is probably a tie to win the division. And then there's like tiebreakers. I think nine and eight wins it straight out. And uh, I'm only pulling for it because I've got a, a ten to one preseason futures bet on them win, on the Bucks winning the division. Other than that, I would love them to get a better pick. Because what do you do with the seven seed? You you get blown out by the the Cowboys. That's I mean the Cowboys have shown they're the bullies. No, you're getting, you're getting, no, you're getting blown out by the Eagles. Probably Eagles, Lions. No, no, the, the division Eagles winner, win. the top wild card seed, wouldn't it? No, so the the one, two, three, four will be the division winners. Cowboys are going to be the wild card. That, that, oh, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, if yeah, if the, if the South seven seed, I'm sorry. Yeah, the four five game you're talking about. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying I'm saying uh, the the four the four seed in the um, yeah if yeah. the division winners is just going to get smoked by the Cowboys because the, yeah, the Cowboys are minus nine and a half on the road. Oh, easy. Easy. It's going to be a replay of last year. It's number one is a good bet, though, because – so do you think the Saints go to, to Winston? Out right now. I would love, I would love to sell that back somewhere. You live in Jersey. Log on to Sports Trade and see what's available. I, 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 know, I, was, I was thinking about it. Like last week, like the, the odds really dipped down. I haven't checked to see what they are right now. Um, go to Sports Trade in Jersey. You, you should be able to sell it. Yeah. No, or it, it's, it's, it's not the worst idea because, uh, like, it, it's going to be close going down the stretch, but um, they're just good enough to like compete in that shitty division. Do you think uh, the Saints are going to go with Winston the rest of the way over Carr? Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they gave Winston like a couple starts at some point. Like, at least with Winston, like you know he's going to just like just chuck it. He moved um, the ball at least. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And like, he'll three hundred yards. Like, you're not going to have to worry about him not, you know, going for it. But yeah, Saints at Saints at Falcons this week. The whole, I mean, the worst. Talk about quarterbacks: Bryce Young, Winston <laughs> Card. They all need a quarterback. No, all four need a quarterback. Heineke, Ritter, like the, yeah, the Ritter They're not going to go to the well with Heineke. All, all four could take a quarterback. Dude, Heineke, man, I, I thought I thought he played with some feist uh, in um, in Washington, but I don't know if you're watching that game. I was watching; um, they must have rolled off something else in the red zone, and he like he fully took off from like the 15 
had a clear running lane. If he just like put his head down, he could have could have scored and slid it like the five with no one within like four yards. I'm like, dude, if you're a backup in this league and you've got a chance to like do something, you, you, you yeah. can't pull the slide at the four yard line when it's like, dude, just fucking go for it, man. The slide, like, the slide is for Mahomes and Burrow. It's not for a Taylor Heineke. Yeah. Exactly. Like sell out, man. Totally. Speaking yeah. of, I'm a, little, I'm a little, I'm a little pissed about Murray coming back because I bet the, uh, I bet uh, the Cardinals have the worst record, and I don't think that's going to happen now. Yeah, he, he's gonna. I mean, if he plays 500 ball, that's what four or five wins for them. Yeah, the Panthers, the Giants could be have the worst record. The Giants are definitely the worst team. Now, whether they end up with the worst record. Is, uh, the Panthers. The Panthers are going to get another win in that division. Yeah, I mean the the I mean the Giants. If they played Devito the rest of the way, there's no reason why they should sniff a victory. Oh, if I'm the Giants, I'm playing Devito 100. You got the path to Caleb Williams or Derek May or whatever yeah. his name is. It's not no, whatever. I, I, I would totally agree. It's uh, and then then Daniel Jones. I guess you got to pay him for a year while you have a you know rookie contract, and then you cut him. I don't know. It's the it's, Daniel it's Jones era. Right the Daniel Jones era is over in New York. It never started. It never started. Like what, what his season last year was like. It's like twelve touchdowns and ten interceptions, and then they like pulled out some like other ass wins, won a playoff game, and everyone was like, "Oh man, he's the future." It's like, did you watch the whole season? Do, do it. Does a team like the Giants draft a quarterback, which they should, or do they just go the well with? Kirk Cousins, right? Just 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 bring someone in established. Yeah, go twenty five million for Kirk Cousins or whatever the going rate is. But are, are they just that away? Like Kirk Cousins, no, right? Like if, if that was a missing Saints, piece, I can see the Saints doing that. The Saints have a pretty good roster besides quarterback. Yes, like Saints would be totally a uh, a candidate for something like that. I mean, obviously, like Jet. I mean, who, who knows what Rodgers does? But like the Jets, the Jets have gonna... anyone, anyone. Um, competent they are a great team it's it's just so bizarre that like they didn't make a single move it's like i can't tell i i saw some theories going around the internet that like that rogers didn't actually fully like tear his achilles like it's not as bad as what like what they say think, which is why he's like he could potentially come back in december um i, I don't believe those conspiracy theories you, now, no, you, you, want, you, you want to go down some deep, dark conspiracy theories? We'll start another pod because I'm into some internet conspiracy theories, okay? But, but wait, so do, do you think he's going to come back? I think he's going to be back by Christmas. Right. So, But uh, what I'm saying is, like, the, the theory is that he didn't actually, like, tear his Achilles because there's no way he'd be on that timeline. Hey. So, like, he might have tweaked it or something else, but... I don't want to get blocked on YouTube by saying something controversial, so... I'm. Oh, I'm I'm in on Aaron Rodgers. I think he tore his Achilles. I think he's got his own. He's a freak athlete. Technology and science is unbelievable. He's doing some other healing stuff. Why not? He's 40 years yeah. old. Who cares if he comes back out and re-tears it or whatever? He's 40. <laughs> he's, no, I'm, I'm saying he's not like a young buck that he's got his whole life in front of him. It's like, I can make the playoffs with this loaded D. Why not give it a shot? Oh, if, if he came back, they would... Man, if they were in the NFC, then like you could totally, you know, make a little run. It's gonna be tough, uh, tough sledding, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm rooting for them to kind of stick around 
win this game, kind of stay around 500, just for the storyline of him potentially coming back for like a week 17, you know, pulls out the one win they need. They go with, and the, they, flag, yeah. with the flag. Oh, man. It, it'd be a fun story. Oh, I don't know who they played the last week. That would be amazing. Are you kidding me? If he comes back for the playoffs? The, uh, yeah, so we, we need this this game. If you, if the Raiders cover, you'd take another double week here, guy. I don't know. How? I only have one win right now. Or one and a half. No, you have what one you- and a half. Um, what are you oh, at? Right. If, if, if you win this, you get to two and a half. My monitors just went out. Can you still see me? Yeah, I can see you. Oh, I can't see you. Um, yeah, okay, no, no. If if you can get to two and a half, but then you're still pending uh, the Monday night, right? Right. So yeah, I'm so pretty if, confident. If you, win, if you win this, you have the you have the chance to win the the double week. I'm at two and a half right now with nothing else going. I'm mad because some of my other uh, maybes that didn't make the list covered. But what can you do? Oh yeah, I, I ran hot all year. No, I mean, you're still – I love that you're betting against the uh, the Bills, though. That, that's going to be a fun conundrum if uh, it comes down to that. I did last week, too, and the Bengals covered. I'm on this team. They have Hyde. Not only if they're already missing defensive starters, they're also missing now two of the guys that are in there are out again. Yeah. yeah Bet yeah. the over, folks, if you're listening, because Denver's going to score points in this game. Def- the Buffalo defense has been atrocious the last three weeks, and there yeah, are two more defensive starters. Um. McDermott doesn't know what he's doing. Peyton's going to move the ball on him. I don't know if I was going to save this for the end, but we don't have too much else to talk about. Couple theory, couple scenarios for you. I'll give you scenario yeah. one, then we'll go to scenario two. The Bills win tomorrow, thirty-one yep. to twenty-eight. Okay. Or, or lose thirty-one twenty-eight. Does the ownership make a change anywhere? Mid-season. Like an offensive coordinator or something fired? Oh, I mean, if, if they – I think they'd have to get blown out for, like, you know, extended period of time for them to actually make a move, you don't think? I, uh, I, I, I personally do not think they're going to make a move because the, the person that's on the hot seat is not McDermott yet. He's kind of putting the blame on the cord, offensive coordinator. But the Bills statistically are moving the ball really well. They're just not scoring, and then they have some turnovers that happen at the wrong time. They're they're still top five in yards per play. Yeah. So I don't. It's not the offense. That's this is what people don't understand. It's it's Sean McDermott and the defense. Then my other question to you: Let's say the Bills go in there and they lose thirty five twenty four, and they're sitting at five hundred as preseason Super Bowl favorites. You don't think McDermott could get, get fired? He's in like year seven or eight. I think it'd be tough. Like they'd have to have a really good backup plan for like midseason. Like like who would step up in that case? Because they, they'd still be in the playoff hunt. If they fired I mean, McDermott, they would. Well, he's also the problem is he's also the defensive coordinator. They're not going to. This is all podcast talk because there's no way McDermott has built up way too much goodwill in the organization. They're not firing him. Yeah, but that seat's going to get torching torching hot if the Broncos upset them. What would you think about an off-season Dable replacement? Bring him back. Unless he gets fired from the Giants. I actually think what could end up happening well, is I'm next saying, year. Like, like, what if if he, if he gets fired by the Giants? I don't think they'd fire him. Would they think they would take him back? What's he supposed to do? What's, what's Dayball supposed to do this year? 
I don't think he's going to get fired. He made the he overachieved last year, made the playoffs. Daniel Jones sucks, gets injured. What's he supposed to do? And now he's clearly got to be talking to the GM. Let's lose out and get the top pick and get Caleb Williams. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're, you're probably right. Like most likely, the scenario if they like him is give me a new guy, right? Give me a new guy and give me two years with the new guy. Well, if I'm him, I'm like, if, if I don't have a guarantee that I'm going to be back, I'm going to be trying to win these games so I can explain myself in interviews. But if I'm going to be yeah. back, it suits us to lose. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so no thoughts on that. You would because I think I, I don't think I, the Bills are going to. I don't. Think I, don't see how, I don't see how they make a move like that mid-season because that that's usually like to what to give what would give a spark like the defense like the defense doesn't like him so if they were. You know, I feel like the the midseason boost when a coach leaves is like the Josh McDaniels, where they're like, "We fucking hated that guy." Like, I, I don't know. You're you're close to the team than I am, but I can't. I don't really see that. Like, I think he's well he left, Defense would be pumped about it. It's not a Josh McDaniels situation. I think the defensive problems are all the injuries. I just I think the Bills aren't going to be able like, There was like a ten day stretch there, whatever it was, beginning of the season. What, what, what was the London game when you guys? The London you game, we lost our two two top guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just there's not much you can do about that. Yeah, I just my biggest fear as a Bills fan is they're not going to make any changes this offseason. Sean McDermott is going to be in year eight to year nine. Run it back next year, and we're going to be yeah. right in the same situation again. It seems I think like the Broncos are yeah, the Broncos are live tomorrow. The Broncos are live tomorrow. I'm telling you. They, they are. I mean, I think we talked about it last time, whenever that was, is, you know, after that that Dolphins game, the 70 to 20 or whatever it was, like, they are, they're actually playing some decent ball. Um, and Sean, we know, is a, de- is a good coach. And it might have just taken, you know, a few weeks to get his sea legs. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're sneaky. I mean, they, they could definitely – I don't know what the playoff odds. they got to be – Four or five to one to make the playoffs. It could be interesting to uh, yeah. to take that before tomorrow's game. I'd have to get something because they're three and five already. Yeah, and there's, they're there's three and five, but but like, but if they if they get to four and five, then they're right there with the Bengals and all those types of teams. So true. And you know, yeah. like like you know, Peyton's gonna go for it. Like, there's no reason why he wouldn't just. You know, try to like get the guys on his side. Oh yeah! Right now, right now, the five, six, seven are Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Houston, Bengals, and Bills on the outside looking in. Let's see. Futures, With the Jets, futures, the Jets futures. and Bills game still pending, though. Oh yeah, all the odds are off right now. But um, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I think I think the Bengals are live. Um, especially, you know, they they got a home field advantage. Um, you know, the defense got embarrassed by the Dolphins, but a lot of like lesser teams have, but, um, I, I do like when the Broncos are good. I just, I've totally flipped on Russell Wilson. I used to like that guy back in the day and he's just such a cornball. I can't do it. Yeah. Definitely a nerd in real life. No way he's ever actually had a subway sub. <laughs> subway. I love how many guys subway has on the roster. Kurt. Yeah. Steph Curry. Love Subway, I'm sure. Yeah, Mike Trout. It's like, come on, yeah. dude. <laughs> what are we doing here, folks? There's no way you're eating at Subway. Ugh. And who, I don't understand some of these ads. 
because they have to overpay so much for these athletes. I get having one athlete and riding with them, but like, who is be like, what kid is eating? What kid is eating at Subway because Russell Wilson's in an ad? But like, like, what do you you have to pay Russell Wilson to be on a Subway ad? Like, I have no idea. Is it a million bucks? Is it two million? Like, probably, probably, probably a couple year deal, a couple million. Yeah, I don't know. And like someone like Steph Curry, right? Who makes what? 40 50 a year like on the court like the bar has to be pretty high for you to be like like hey real life a million bucks big deal if that's you know one twentieth of your uh of your salary like you know you probably got other things to do on a saturday than like they yeah. film a summer commercial it's better for the golfers okay hey jordan speed let's let's get you in one or two att ads and then you got to come out to play in our tournament and then do a couple, yeah, yeah. Play a couple uh, stand on the seventeenth green and shake hands with everyone that comes out on the corporate day. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a different animal with the golfers. Yeah, yeah. I don't have any other hot takes for me or on the season. No, or? I mean, I think I think the the good teams showed out this week. Um, Ravens were probably the biggest. Ravens Ravens were probably the biggest upset of like a good team. I know everyone was on Bengals. You showed me that. Was that, that was Survivor, right? That I was on Survivor. A, yeah, and the reason in, in Circus Survivor you have to pick a Thanksgiving Day game, which I think that's the only reason the Cowboys weren't a hundred percent. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was the easiest pick ever. Oh my god! Yeah. But there's only the three games out of sixteen and a half. Yeah, the Bengals knocked out thirty six percent of the field. Yeah, that was that was a total like getting cute. You know, oh, here come the Bengals. They're a Super Bowl team again. Um, it, it it seemed pretty obvious. I mean, I I took them. So, you know, the I'm Texans in that knocked, The Texans knocked me out. I took the Jags earlier in the year. You know, it, it's like if the line was three and a half, I probably would have taken Texans. It was like a Jedi mind trick to have it six and a half because I was like, wait, what is what am I missing that like it's not screaming Texans bet. And if it is, I'm, then why isn't that getting bet down from six and a half to four and a half, three and a half, something like that? So when it when it didn't when it wasn't down there, I was like, oh, okay, maybe just you know ride the Bengals. On Tuesday, the line was seven, and the lines come out for the contest on Wednesday, and it moved yep. from seven to six and a half, and I was livid because I was praying that it would hold to seven for the contest. But yeah, it just. But on the flip side, I don't know if I would have taken. Um, the Niners, if it was three and a half or four, I just thought three was too low. So it goes yeah, both ways. I, I didn't really watch much of that game uh, simply because, like, by the time I, I was trying to pay attention to it, it was like fourteen to three, and I was like, "Ah, just called that one wrong, and I'm going to bother." Um, by but, the way, before uh, yeah. before we go, before we go, you're you're heading to the airport. We never got the update on the uh, the way back. Are you worried about the airport? Tomorrow, getting there, you know, the the clear TSA pre? You know what? That, that's a good question. I'm probably going to build an extra 15 minutes because um, it is the exact same time of day, the exact same airline, everything. Um, okay. Man, you know what? I almost forgot about that. That's right. I do need to build another 15 Are you 15 flying minutes. into Fort Lauderdale, West Palm, or Miami? Fort, Fort Lauderdale on the 7, 750. And I'll be there through uh, through Thursday night. Oh, here's a oh, here here's a good uh, good dad thing before we leave. So 
you know, we don't like to push the fast food on the kids, obviously, but I got two very, very picky eaters. And, uh, and so Friday night, uh, Juliana's out. Um, she's on a work trip from Friday to Friday. So brought the kids to the, ro- the local roller rink to go uh, roller skating for the first time, had a blast. And it was like eight o'clock past bedtimes. And it was like, okay, what are we going to do? And I know that they will, you know, on the two times a year that we take them, they will eat McDonald's fries and McDonald's chicken nuggets. So we go to McDonald's, they're having a blast. They get the happy meal. It's Disney stuff, home run, blah, blah. So we're walking out. I'm like, you know what? I double back, go to the counter. I'm like, can you just give me a whole bunch of um, happy meal size fries holders and chicken nugget holders? And tonight I made like the, the veggie dino nugget and like the whole foods, like healthy French fries, put them in the McDonald's boxes. They ate it up. It worked. That's a it dad trick there. It worked. So now I got a, now I got a stack of McDonald's fries things and, uh, and they love it. That is a dad hack. That is phenomenal. That's a good story. It, yeah. I mean, I, so I, I don't want to, overuse that because i don't want them to be like oh i'll only eat mcdonald's but i kind of you know i i got i got cammy here who's great but um you know i was running kind of solo this weekend and it's like a whatever gets the job done situation so at least it it wasn't subway at least it wasn't subway at least it wasn't subway my my big problem as a dad i always hated it my kids are getting a little older now so it's different i used to be like you find a food that they like and they just devour and yeah. you then try to go back to that well. And yeah. so it's like you go to the store, you buy the same thing, and then you cook it up and they don't touch it the next time. Right. That's a that was the a worst. huge trigger. That was a huge trigger for me. The worst. The worst. Yeah. Before, the you, before, before you go, I just want to let our listeners know that I am marathoning the Sopranos. Just finished season one. I'm starting season two tonight. So okay. if you hard, cool. if you still want to see more ha- talking with my hands. You know, I'm, like I'm, I'm, I am deep into this, dude. My whole personality is morphing into Tony Soprano. I got <sighs> cut off the other day in the neighborhood by some punk high school kid. We have like a traffic circle as you enter the neighborhood. I definitely have the right of way and this kid guns it. I, I And I just finished followed watching Sopranos. Oh, followed him home. 100% followed him home. Gave him the stare down. And I was like, I'm at home. I'm like telling my wife, I'm like, I'm going to, she's like, what are you going to do? I'm like, I'm going to go slash his tires. She's like, you gotta stop watching The Sopranos. Like, who are you? You've totally transformed this into a different person. Odd mentality, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I was just like, what am Going I doing? Going out paper in your robe, slippers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so enjoy uh, South Florida. All right, stick to the baklava. If anyone gets that Sopranos reference, there we go. <laughs> Love it. All right, all right. We'll talk I'll soon. Talk all right. 